0: stand together and just lift our voices together to the Lord right now. In unity, praise him. Lord, we thank you. We magnify you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. We lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you for the privilege of calling on your name. You are worthy to receive our worship, Lord. We magnify you tonight thank you for the drawing of your spirit thank you for the washing of your blood thank you lord for the healing of your word and your stripes we worship you the living god we worship you the living god it is you that's made us not we ourselves we belong to you and we worship you jesus I thank you, Lord, for the witness of your Spirit, the working of your Spirit in the hearts of men, the turning of lives to you, the breaking of the bonds of the adversary that sets men free. We worship you, and we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. You are good in every way, and I worship you, Jesus i thank you for the body of christ i thank you for the privilege to be a part of your body we worship you jesus we worship you and adore your name oh god hallelujah 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 thank you jesus for your great grace hallelujah we worship you We turn our hearts and our attention toward you and you alone. We pray that you would be exalted in our worship. We pray that you would be glorified in our praise, O God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are great, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I bless your name today. Thank you for your abundant mercies. Thank you for your great grace. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be with you and to worship the Lord together. Amen. What a privilege to call on the name that is above every name. The name that is above every name. and I'm thankful for that name, aren't you? Amen. He is so good to us. You can be seated if you would like to. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that's here, and I'm thankful you're here. I believe if we'll open our heart and our spirit, the Lord will minister to us tonight. Amen. Sometimes the fun things about midweek is we, we come right after our day. And so it's, it's important for each of us that that's one of the reasons why we give opportunity before service starts, if you will. Service really starts about 630, 640 when you start slipping in and begin finding a place of prayer, right? and It's setting our affections on him, our thoughts on him, getting in tune with the flow of his spirit. And it doesn't mean we did a bunch of stuff we shouldn't have done in our day, hopefully. If we did, there's covering for that. In the name of Jesus, we can lay that on the altar. But it's very much about getting our thoughts clear and fixed on Him. Then We've got to just press through some thoughts. And so, without standing, what I'd like us to do right there where you're sitting is I want us to pray together again and you've worshiped, and maybe there's more worship that will flow out of you, but I'd like you to, however you would express it to Him, express a casting of all of your thoughts and cares on Him right now. Can we do that together? As much as in you is by the enabling grace of God. By the enabling grace of God. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is here, Lord. You know all the cares of the day. You know everything I've navigated today in my work day or in my interactions with family or friends or coworkers. You know and see all of those things, Lord. You know their impact upon my life, and you understand their impact on me coming here tonight and sitting in this room. Lord, I bring all those things to you, and I cast them on you. I cast every care on you because you care for my soul. I pray tonight by the authority of the Word of God that every thought would be brought in captivity and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray by the authority of your Word, the casting down of imaginations and any and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray your ministry as you intend. We open our spirit to you, Lord. You know my frame, for it's you that has framed us. You know how I'm made, Lord, for it's you that has made us. And so we open our spirit to you tonight, Lord. We trust the sovereign work of your spirit and your word and your ministry. I pray even so, Lord Jesus. Speak here tonight by your word and by your spirit, according to your purpose. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you. Amen and amen. It's been a busy week for the Rodriguez family. I had asked Brother Rodriguez to take some time this evening. And uh, they have ministered Tuesday night in the Union Gap Congregation. And so appreciate their ministry. I was thinking about them a little bit today and um, reflecting on 16 years ago um, when we first met. That seemed like it's been that long. We're teenagers in our relationship anyway, sweet 16. Um, But uh, through these years, we have come to deeply love and respect and appreciate. Thank God for the ministry of Brother and Sister Rodriguez and value them. And so I've asked Brother Lewis if he would just come and minister to us tonight as the Lord, whatever the Lord's put on his heart. Amen. We're glad you're here. It's great to have Bishop Schoon over here tonight. We may hear from him as well. We'll see what the Holy Ghost will do as Brother Lewis comes. God bless you,
1: Brother Lewis. Appreciate you too. Amen. Yes, it's uh, been a long road, but it seems just like yesterday. Amen. Time goes by and fast it does amen amen are you all ready to receive tonight let's pray one more time that the Lord would his word would touch our minds and our hearts this, this evening father we worship you Lord we worship you hallelujah I worship you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, I pray, Father, Lord God. Tonight, Jesus, hallelujah, that your word, Father, Lord God, reach into our minds and our hearts, Lord God. Hallelujah, let them be willing, Father, and open to you tonight hallelujah that your ministry lord god would flow into our spirit and soul in the name of jesus in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 we need to hear from you father we desire your word your truth hallelujah in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in Jesus name in Jesus name Amen I uh as I was in prayer this morning I uh I uh The Lord was setting the day, amen. He was just, it seems like the times when I need him the most is the time when I yield myself to him early in the morning. I make that effort to be in his presence. And that is something that we must do. We must continue to do that. Uh, Saturday morning prayers, you know, uh, they've been bringing us in unity. And God is getting ready to do something in each and every one of us. If we'll be open to what he wants to do and where he desires to take us as a whole, collectively. Each and every one of us. And sometimes, you know, we ask ourselves, well, Where's my part? Where is it that I belong in the body? What, what is it that I need to do for God? And God is ready to take you somewhere. If you'll just position yourself. Amen. If you'll just come together in unity with the body. He's going to take us together. I'd like to read a. Passage here, First Corinthians chapter 2. Amen. This is uh, part two from a couple days ago. Amen. Uh, I want to read a passage of Scripture here. And uh, here, uh, Paul, he's uh, preaching to the church in Corinth, and he's letting them know that uh, we'll start at verse 1. I just want to read a little bit here. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you, the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. Paul did not go with what he knew but he went with the demonstration of the spirit and of power. I, uh, I can't never forget, you know, the moments when I was there in Madawa and I was praying with Jose Luis. And, man, my Spanish wasn't very too good. Or it wasn't too good. <laughs> Sorry about that. it wasn't too good (laughs) and uh, you know but man I I realized as the spirit was leading me and as I was opening the word and I was sharing it there with them in uh, their living room it was like the Lord took over and words began to come out of this mouth Words that it was the spirit itself teaching me and showing me and giving me understanding to words that, you know, I might have heard back, you know, I don't know when, but God just brought it into my memory and used it at that moment at that time. And he brought a connection there that I wasn't expecting. It was a connection that. God himself he was the one that brought us together and I'm never going to forget that day because that day I made a friend in the body a connection and it was through the demonstration of the spirit and the power of the Lord of two willing vessels that were hungry and desired to do God's will. And this is what God wants to do. The same with all of you. He wants to lead you into places that you have not known. He wants to connect you with those that you, you have not known. I, uh... I want to read uh, now from verse 9. We're going to drop down to verse 9. And I'm going to read this in uh, the King's James Version, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. He says there's something prepared for you. When your relationship will change into love, a deep abiding relationship with him. Verse 10 says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Right? You know the deep things that are inside of you, the secrets only that you hold. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. The spirit of God is what knows the Lord. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. In the Amplified, it says it like this. Let me see if I can find... I'm going to start back from verse nine. It says, but just as it is written in Scripture, things which the eye hath not seen and the ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. Man, I love that he gives us benefits. I don't know anybody who doesn't love benefits at their job. You know, <laughs> some jobs, you know, you don't get those, and there's some jobs, man, where you do get those, and and you you love those, you know. For God has unveiled the, uh, uh, unveiled them and revealed them to us through. The Holy Spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things diligently. That's what the Lord does. He searches the heart first of where it's at. When you come to him, your motives. Why are you doing this? Is it out of your own flesh? Are you doing these things out of your own abilities? Just like Paul He says, even sounding and measuring, he says, for the spirit searcheth all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, the divine counsels and things far beyond human understanding. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also know No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, right? We didn't receive the spirit of the world. We received the spirit of God. Okay, so that we could do his will and not our own will anymore. When I was in the world, I did things according to my own flesh, The things of the world. But now I want to do God's will. He says. So that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. We also speak of these things not in words taught or supplied by human wisdom. But in those taught by the spirit. See that we have to be taught by the spirit of God. The spirit of God has to lead you. There's a place where you have to mature to. Okay, we can't stay the same anymore. There is a transition that takes place in our walk with God. Where we start to obey the spirit of God. Of where it's leading and guiding me. I don't know how long, Brother Johnstone, I've been in Mattawa. I, I, I can't remember four years, three years. I don't know. But I remember when I was praying. And I remember the words of the Lord's I'm sending you. And it was something that I had to discern through the spirit of God. It was something that I had to obey his word. I had to take that step. Of, okay, Lord, you're leading me there. What's your purpose? I don't know and I don't understand why you're sending me all the way over there. I don't understand it. Bishop, there's like hundreds of souls over here in Yakima. It's like, what do I need to go to Mattawa over there for? You know, 10, 15 people, 20 people. But it is a work of the Spirit of God leading you and guiding you. I don't know. I I remember a story Elder told a while back. And he said, I was driving somewhere in Seattle coming back. And all of a sudden, I pull over and I start to pray. And he was praying for Valleys and cities, and you know, I hope I'm not messing up the story, Elder. But why would he do that? You know, why would he pull over to the side of the road and pray for all these other cities when he lives over here in Yakima? Because he was simply obeying the Spirit. He was obeying the spirit and he was allowing the spirit of the Lord to lead and guide him. When you allow the spirit of the Lord to lead and guide you, you know what follows after that? Love starts to flow out of you. Compassion and love for people that you don't know. That's not your own ability, your own love that you can produce. That's what God produces. That's what only he can produce. So that you could love others. Because you can't do it out of your own ability. That's why the Bible says God is love. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's the only way we can do it, Azario. Is through his love. Letting the spirit lead us and guide us. When we come in communication with the spirit, when we'll step into that presence and we'll allow God to lead and guide us, he's going to order your steps, Ethan. He's going to take you to places that you have not known, but you're going to know this is where God has me. This is where God wants me. And I want to do his will and not my own. This is what Paul was doing. He was yielding to God's spirit, and he was pushing all that junk away. Everything that his flesh and his knowledge, everything he had acquired and knew, he pushed it aside because he knew it was contrary to God. That's why it says the flesh and the spirit, they war against each other. They battled, Bobby. Bobby. It doesn't want to do the things of the Spirit. But the Spirit, when you're in fellowship with God, Lord, I yield myself to you. And I just, you begin to yield to him, and he begins to guide and lead your day, just as he did to me this morning. And then it's just like, Lord, take me wherever you will. I want to just do your will. He says, verse 14, but the natural unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the spirit of God. The natural man doesn't understand it because it has to be spiritually discerned. When you're in the spirit, God's going to show you more. He's going to give you more understanding. That's why when you first came, you were like, ah, I don't know about this. It's rubbing my flesh the wrong way. I don't know all these people yelling and screaming. And I don't know why they're getting so excited over this. Man, they must be crazy. But, man, but once, you're, once you're in his presence... And he begins to reveal something inside of you. And he begins to take you a little further. And maybe a little further. You start to just push back all those things that you know of. All the things that you're battling against. All those things that are coming against you. You start to say, you know what? I don't want these things anymore, Lord. Take me where you want to take me. Because the Lord heals. He's a healer also. And you know what else he does? He brings peace. Peace like you've never known. You've never known that peace. Until he takes you there. And he starts revealing it through his spirit. When you walk in the spirit. Does not accept the teachings and revelations of the spirit of God for they are foolishness, absurd and illogical to him. And he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated and he is unqualified. To judge spiritual matters. But the spiritual man, the spiritual mature Christian judges all things. He questions and examines and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals. Okay, Lord. You're sending me there. I trust you. You're going to prepare the way. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to let my own thoughts and my mind get in the way of where you're taking me. I'm going to take that step of faith. I'm going to go by faith where you lead and guide me and where you're taking me. And I went there to Mattawa. And I went wherever he took me. And you know what? It was like I felt all the prayers of the church. It was like everything was just the unity of the body. I knew that there were those praying. I don't know. God was just revealing that to me. I didn't have to worry of what I was going to say, Elder. God just gave it to me at that moment. Because I was yielded to his spirit. It prepared me of where I was going and what I needed to do. That's, that's what he wants to do. I remember so many times, memorials in my life, he did that. Where I had to yield myself to him and I had to pray and I had to ask God, Lord, where is he? Reveal it to me. And God led me, and He took me to that very place because I wasn't leaning on my own understanding. The Holy Spirit reveals, yet he himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. For who has known the mind and purpose of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. Do you want your mind to be guided by his thoughts And his purposes. I do. I'm ready. Let's pray. Father, we yield ourselves tonight. We yield ourselves to you, Lord. I pray the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. I pray every thought be brought into captivity, Lord God. For your purpose, Lord God, of where you're taking us as a whole father, as a body, Lord God, where you desire to lead us. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Go ahead and continue responding to the Lord. Let him take you where he wants you in prayer right now. Respond to the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. You recognize that. speaks to my heart, my spirit. I want to receive it into my spirit. Um, I know of no one in my life that's exampled this more than Bishop Schoonover. I'd like him to Come.
2: Thank you, Elder. I got a call from my wife this afternoon. I was out at the house, and she said, Honey, I locked my keys in the office. Everything else is in the car. What do you want me to do? I said, I'll uh, reach out to Brother Flower, see if I can get a key down at the courthouse, and I'll just come down there and open that office for you. and Well, oh, would you do that, you know? And, so I did, went and got the key, went down to the Union Gap, only to discover I got the wrong key. I said, well, let me contact him again and see, you know. Yeah, I've got the other key, sorry. So said, why don't you get in the car with me? We'll drive down there together. spend a little time, so we did. Went and got the key. <clears throat> All these things stage the timing of our day sometimes. And so I, we go back two trips now. Delay, go down, got into the office, got the things, put them in her car. Oh, but when I pulled up to the courthouse the second time, I heard something. I said, I think I got something in my tire. I got out and looked. I said, wow, there's a big bolt. Must have had a sharp point on it. Up in my tire. Maybe the air won't leak out fast. Let's hurry up and get you back. Down. <laughs> First, I said, I'll go to the tire shop. We'll put you in an Uber, and you can go back. What? <laughs> that didn't fly. So I drove back down. Again, there's timing things. And so anyway, she says, I'm so sorry. This is such a distraction for your day. You had to come down here to do this. And now you got this tire thing to worry about and all this I said, unless it's not. So I left her. She says, where are you going to go? I said, I'm not sure yet. There's about four or five tire shops between here and the house. I don't know how long that thing's going to last, but I want to go to the right one. I complete peace. You know, we are living in prayer right now. We are living in. Look, Saturday's not enough, I'm just telling you. That. you got to define that for yourself as a person. Saturday's not enough. But we are living in a dimension of prayer where everything ought to adjust to these things that you're talking about. And so I, I wanted to go to the, this tire shop right down here. And so I made it but as soon as I got out and looked, yeah, the tire was completely flat, but I just, as the young man started working on my tire, I just was waiting on the Lord about when and what to say, and did finally, and in 10 minutes, we were talking about ministry in the church, his name was Eduardo, so I called his name out to God in prayer when I got back into my car when it was all done, and I thought, I think I've probably got a couple other tires at the house that need work. And I'll take them back down and I'll have another contact with Eduardo. Isn't that what we want to do? Isn't that we what we want every day? They're really not distractions, I mean, or inconveniences. They are the ordering of the Lord. Two souls. Amen. And we don't know how many contacts they'll get with the church between now and the time the Lord catches us away. I want to, I'm not going to, uh, I don't think I'm going to go to the scripture here tonight. You've had plenty of that, and I've had plenty of that all week. I want to talk to you about a few things, though. Um, a couple of months ago, I was diagnosed with actinic keratosis, which was a precancerous condition on my head. It had been going on for a couple of years. I didn't know what it was. I finally went to a doctor, and he told me that's what that is. And the prescription for it is a uh, a medication which is called uh, Flora Uracel 5, which is Topical chemotherapy, which I was on for a couple of weeks. And now, the reason I share this with you is there's times when we uh, have to address something or we're con- – yeah, let's say that. We have to address something, but we hesitate because of fear of side effects, side effects. Uh, Pain in some way, you know, these things, they, sometimes they stop us from maybe from doing things or going places where we should because we don't like pain. I don't like pain. Anybody here like pain? They tell me there's some people that like it. And so there was this, I watched a lot of videos to see what I was getting into Ooh, this didn't look good. Everybody said there's going to be a lot of pain involved after about day six. My head would turn completely red like a cherry. They said, don't even go into the public. You'll scare people. The, there was this list of five or six things that were the side effects of the flora cell. Well, anyway, when I started taking it, you know, I'm I'm clocking the days, and I'm getting to day four, day five, and I'm thinking, it's got got to be coming. Day six, day seven, day eight, and I'm reading the label again. Did I get the right stuff? Day nine, day ten, and I suffered none of the side effects. I mean, none of the side effects. No pain, no big redness on the head. The keratosis, they turned red, but not like what they said. And uh, there was not itching. There was not all this flaking. They said my head would just bubble up like one big blister. That never came. Now, you see my head tonight. That's all gone. And I think, wow, that was interesting. I mean, that was really interesting because I was all set and kind of geared up mentally. (laughs) And I didn't experience any of those side effects. Now, I have to say that was the grace of the Lord. And he wanted me to know that he would do that, could do that, and did that for me. Okay? Now, Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Yesterday, I went in for a dental surgery where they literally scraped the bone. They said it's like this. We want it like this. It's going to take a little while, but we're going to scrape that. I said, Oh, do I get the option to? Yeah, you got to pay for that. That's okay. I'm paying. Check the box, put me out, and they did. But then they loaded me up for the after effects, you know, pain pills. And my uh, my wife went and picked them up. I went home and slept off the other stuff. And I said to her this morning, she said, "So did you take your medication?" You know, I completely forgot about that. Aren't you in any pain? I am in no pain. I don't know why. This isn't the story of my life. I've suffered some pains, But for right now, the Lord is wanting me to see what he will do, what he can do, and what he wants to do. Somebody should really hear that. Because... Whatever situation you are hesitating to address because you're afraid of the consequences or the outlash or the follow up or the pain involved mentally, physically, emotionally. Don't fear it. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. Let's pray right now. Lord, I trust you. I trust you with my body. I trust you with my mind. I trust you with my emotions, Father. You truly are the healer, as has already been stated here tonight. You are my healer. You are my protector. You're my covering, my, my buckler, and my shield. And as we walk in you, Father... In the name of Jesus, as we abide, as we abide in you, Father, hallelujah, these external forces cannot work against us. Nothing shall prevail against the church. In the name of Jesus. Relative to some of the things that Brother Rodriguez mentioned and prayed about just a few minutes ago, I felt like I wanted to share a few things with you. It was in 1995. We were called to come to Puyallup. And I remember the distinct feeling when we went. This is the final chapter. This is the final chapter. I don't know how old I was at the time. It was a ridiculous statement to make. But I felt like this is it. This is the, you know, because we had moved around. We were 14 years in Yakima. We were two or three years in Sunnyside. And now we were going to Puyallup. And I thought it was the final chapter. Well, it wasn't long after being there that uh, there were some things that we experienced, some changes, a lot of travel, international travel. And at some point, I remember saying, okay, 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 this isn't the final chapter. Matter of fact, we thought we were going to go to Florida for a while. And we did go there for a couple years back and forth, but I stopped saying to the Lord, okay, this is the final chapter. Because I don't know what tomorrow holds. Okay? Now, we begin to pray and fast on a pretty regular basis more than I had been involved in at any time in my life. And it began to affect the dimension of first, probably our ministry, then our entire lives. My, our household, my family, and those whom I was associated with, we were engaging in this all together. And so there was change that came because we were now abiding in prayer. This is why I say Saturday's nearly not good enough. That's just a, a kickstart. That's just to get a feel for what should exist every day. And if you start your day at 6, the only way to accomplish this is this is to move the clock ahead further or away further. You got to start your day at 5 or if you start your day at 5 you got to start it at 4. It's the only way to truly accomplish it. of a place of abiding in him because then what happens daily begins to live out through the day. Okay? Now, uh, many of you already know this. But as we were doing this, there were things that were happening in our meetings in our gatherings, that we could not explain. Uh, In the middle of teaching, ministering, the Holy Ghost would arrest us, and I'm going to explain for myself, and I would just stop waiting for the next. But it was like the Lord stopped, and he Look out at the people. And they look at me. After twenty minutes of that, some of them got up and left. And I thought, oh boy, okay, well, I don't know. I I'm waiting on you, Lord. And then at some point, it's like the, the ministry would begin to re-engage. I can't tell you how many times that happened or how often it happened, but it was more than I was comfortable with. And there were some that would eventually leave the congregation thinking he's lost his mind. He's out of his mind. What's wrong with him? And I'm thinking, man, I don't know. Let me tell you what would happen frequently, though. When, let's say, oh, 15, 20% would leave, the Holy Ghost would sweep in, and we would have a service after the service. And we'd wonder, what in the world is going on here? What is this? I've never heard of any of this. And, you know, they were telling me how unorthodox we were becoming. We're a little tired about all this waiting on God stuff. Well, I was troubled with it, too, because (laughs) I didn't know what to think, except that I knew we have to come to the place where we absolutely obey him. Okay. Now, it was a season of time. Seems to have passed, for the most part. I've only experienced it one or two times after that. But during that time, it was a season. And I felt like later, it was a testing, it was a trying. It was, are you going to walk with me? Or are you going to walk according to them? Are you going to be a man pleaser? Or are you going to be a God pleaser? Well, you get to a point where you can't go both ways, so you have to choose one. And I was too afraid of not choosing him. My wife picked up a book at a ladies' conference. It was called Prayer by Verbal Bean. I'd heard the name Verbal Bean. I didn't have a clue who he was. You know, speakers from time to time would talk about Verbal Bean and the services he'd have and the prayer meetings and how all these people would receive the Holy Ghost in his meetings. And he died at a very young age, like I think 35 or something like that. Well, but I really didn't know much about him. They said he was a man of prayer and fasting and all this. But what I didn't know until I read the book was there were a lot of people that didn't like him. He spent all his time waiting on God. He would come and stand in the pulpit for 45 minutes and say nothing. And people would begin to get up and leave. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is what we've been experiencing. Whatever this is. And so it brought me a little bit of resolve. Number one, I hadn't lost my mind. There were other men that had a lot of respect Had done the same thing. Well, I don't know why, but for the last week I've been interested in going back. But, you know, there were so many things that happened around the world right at the turn of the century, right at 1904, 1905. And we were experiencing things here in America. They were experiencing things like this over in Wales, in England. And so this young man at the age of 25, 26 was very involved in this. Well, so I... I, Just pulled up, uh, I think I pulled down an audio book, and then I pulled up a couple YouTube videos to see what I could hear about him. And you know what they said about him? His meetings were very unorthodox. He liked to just wait on the Lord. He came with no real schedule. Matter of fact, they said he seemed pretty much unprepared most of the time. But when he would open his mouth and begin to speak, the spirit of God would begin to move that it would eventually begin to affect the entire communities. Now, what's this got to do with us here tonight? I don't know. Except that what I said earlier, we are abiding, living in prayer. Now, if you haven't engaged yet, if you will engage with what your elder is leading you into, this isn't just like a, an exercise that we do once a year. This is a time. In the time clock of God, and he is going to do some things. We don't know what it's all about except for the harvest of souls. Okay? But we have got to become engaged. And, again, abide in the spirit of prayer that the steps we would take would be ordered of him. That the words we would speak out would be alive unto him. A quickened living word that will bring life to the dead. It is the absolute truth. And you will hear report after report after testimony after testimony. You will hear it. You will speak them. You will tell them. You will continue to tell them. One more time. Come on. Wait, before we go there, let me say one more thing. I come to the realization a couple, maybe a month ago, I had a conversation with Elder Nathan Heiner. For years, I've made this statement that when I was traveling with Tony Bailey and we would go from meeting to meeting, the entire congregations where he was speaking at would come under a spirit of intercession, I think it was a mistake. I think my choice of words were not accurate because when we started talking about interceding, uh, literally, he was teaching one night, said it means just to stand between, okay, the man to stand in the gap, make up at the hedge, stand in between, in the gap. What I realized was I think it was a spirit of travail, what I observed fall upon entire congregations was a spirit of travail. Do you know what happens or what follows travail? Birth, a bringing forth. When the entire church comes into under travail, then that birth that's going to come is external. External. You with me? I've been in many prayer meetings where a lot of the prayer that was taking place was you're praying, you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and everybody is praying and it's kind of individual. But all at once, it's like the spirit of God will sweep through. You've, you've seen it. You have felt it. That's when I believe Travail comes upon the body and we begin to engage in it. It's truly the spirit of God using the entire to bring something from nothing. It is the nature of God to make and create something From absolutely nothing. I have shared lately that there was a season of time when we had become, we had begun to be mocked a little bit. Oh, there they are, they're praying and fasting again. Yeah, that's their thing. They just go praying and fasting. It was a mockery, okay? You know, sometimes you got to stop praying. you got to get up and go do something. That's what was said. Now, I'm all in agreement with that. If while you're praying, God said, go do this, and you went and you did it. But that's not what they were alluding to. It was, you know, why don't you stop all that praying and get up and go do something. You know, make a plan. A man without a plan's going to fail. Bunch of baloney. Well, maybe, wait, maybe not. Maybe the man ought to fail to get to the place that he's no longer dependent on his plan so that God could begin to work. God wants to work, and he wants to bring us to the end of ourselves where we're no longer interested in planning everything, uh, programming everything, controlling everything. And letting loose and allowing him to lead and direct and order our way. And find a place in communion with him in prayer. That travail will come upon the people of God. These early morning prayer meetings, pre-dawn prayer meetings, that's when travail ought to be the strongest. It ought to come upon us. All we need is wait on him. Believe for it wait on him now now let's pray for a minute come on in the name of Jesus come on it's a living word Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name your way, your will, your way in the name of Jesus. Come on, what the Father sees in secret, he will reward it openly in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hia la mannei hia la mataha. Yay, my father. Yay, my father. Ile kiataha yo. Jesus, right now, your hand, your mighty hand to heal. We resist the afflictions in the name of Jesus. I pray restoration and strength right now. In the name of Jesus, that which we are not able to do. Your word was sent to heal. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. If you've been facing a situation and you're hesitating, you're hesitating because you you question the consequence or the outcome or some sort of suffering, Would would you come and stand in the front here? Let us pray for you. Come on, we'll wait another minute here. In the name of Jesus. See, you thought you were the only one. In the name of Jesus. He brought this word to you tonight because he intends to touch this situation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You can trust him. You can trust him. Come on, say it right now. I trust you, Father. I trust your mighty hand. I trust the outcome, Lord. I trust the outcome. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I trust the outcome in the name of Jesus if you feel to come and pray for some of these would you come now in the name of Jesus come on prayer support prayer support standing side by side come on standing in the gap in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I trust you. My hand, my life is in your hand. My life is in your hand. My life is in your hand. Yes Lord, yes Lord! Yes Lord, yes Lord! In the name of Jesus! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! Lord. In the name of Jesus! In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. riasu yele mata. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Le. Trustworthy, Trustworthy is he. Trustworthy is he. Trustworthy is here. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah oh hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. yes lord yes lord yes lord in the name of jesus thank you father thank you father thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Uh, say it the Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, my God, thank you, my God, thank you, my God. Yes, yes. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Father, hallelujah, why don't we be seated again for a minute. This uh, this final chapter thing. You know, sometimes we try to mix our wishes and desires along with the will of the Lord. <laughs> we try to couple them together and <laughs> we're not sure how they're going to play out. After 20 years in Puyallup, we came over, back over to the valley living on... My family's old farm up the road here. Been here about five years, I think, my wife and I. Uh, talked about building a house, you know. This is, here we are, you know, I'm 64. We're getting up there. And uh, let's build us a house and, you know, kind of maybe retire at some point. And, you know, we, everything we tried to do, it came to a halt. Everything. I mean, I, I paid $5,000 for a set of plans. Never could use them. We tried to, we, we tried everything. Anyway, we, we finally came to the resolve. I don't think the Lord's letting us. He doesn't want us to go through with this. He knew something we don't. Well, we finally decided, let's just remodel the inside of this farmhouse. And so Elder Johnstone came out and he and I worked for three months, three months, four months, three months on that house and tore walls out. It was a mess. I didn't think we were going to get it done. If it wasn't for him, we would not have got it done. I wanted to quit. There were days I wanted to take off. Hey, let's take off a day. I need rest. He's got tenacity. Well, he OK, we'll take off one day, but I'll be back the next day. Well, we finally got that project done, and now we're not living in it (laughs) because the Lord turned a page, interesting page. So we're back on the west side, but we're not living in Puyallup. We're living in Tacoma. In my 20 years in Puyallup, I thought that would never happen. It's the strangest thing. We tried to find houses to live in, couldn't find anything that fit, finally settled on this little apartment that you can't even put a dining room table in. And I'm loving it. Not because of the apartment, but something is happening to us. We are content. With the living condition. It's the task at hand. That has so engulfed us. I'm telling you there's days. I have spent hours walking the streets of Tacoma. Praying. And and please is a pumpkin to be doing it. I go to the building in Puyallup every morning for prayer. And I pray for the whole South Sound region. I'm not connected to a city, a town, an inlet. I feel like we belong here right now. And we are giving ourselves to whatever God leads. And it ain't about our future retirement. I don't know how long we'll be there. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I just know we're in the right place right now, doing the right things. Okay, Now, look how many chapters we are now. I don't know that you ever want to come to the place where you say, well, this is it. This isn't it until we cross over. And so we really can't afford to live our lives here for ourselves. And that's the beauty of prayer. Prayer, communion, waiting on God, fasting, it strips away all of our wishes and desires. It breaks down the will of our flesh so that we can very easily walk with him. Then there are no. uh, Inconveniences. There's no inconveniences. Inconveniences. Little to no frustration. I think that's the life in Christ that Paul spoke about. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that liveth within me. Elder.
0: for being here and receiving of the word tonight and responding to him. God bless you. Greet someone. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.